Welcome to Ebtide Wellness, where you learn mindfulness-based techniques to help you meet the flow of your life. Here, we authentically explore what is going on within us to best meet what is happening around us. There's no stopping life, but we can meet it no matter what the tide. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Rupp, inviting you to be Ebtide Well. Hello, welcome to Ebtide Wellness, the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Rupp. And today I'm going to ask you, how are you doing? (laughs) Do you even know? This morning I saw someone at the back of their car or their window, they had a sticker. And it was like, I'm fine. Everything's fine. It's all good. I'm fine. (laughs) And I feel like that's how we're all acting. Like, everything's fine. Meanwhile, inside of us, I know there's like, for me, just like constant screaming of what the serious fuck is going on. But to get on with our lives, we just kind of hush that voice and many other things and just go on with the day. We're acting like this bananas world that we are living in is normal and fine. And we just have to continue on with our jobs and the grocery store and, you know, whatever responsibilities we have, we'll just keep going, you know, because if we put any energy into really feeling what's going on, we might stop. (laughs) So last week, if any of you live on the East Coast like I do, you may have noticed waking up to significant smoke in the morning from the wildfires in Canada. And like, you know, I didn't go to bed knowing I was going to wake up to significant smoke in the morning. So I didn't know what it was, but I walked out my door and was like, wow, (laughs) it's really weird today. It feels super creepy. The sky is full of smoke. I wonder what's happening. Anyway, going to get on with my day, you know, and then learned across the day that it was the wildfires from Canada, which is so sad. And the advice was, well, just, you know, put on the masks you have from that crazy pandemic we just got through. Okay, so I'm just going to respond to the destruction of a forest so large that it travels down half a continent by putting on the mask I'm accustomed to wearing after three years of being in a global pandemic. Cool. Great. (laughs) Let's get on with our day. And I'm sure you guys all saw people from the West Coast were tweeting and putting on social media, you know, advice for us East Coasters because they're like, yeah, new normal, no big deal. This happens to us all the time where you can't breathe in your backyard. So this is just insanity that we're just kind of like, oh, okay. So this is the next crisis, tragedy thing that is in the periphery of me just trying to function. And God bless the resiliency of all of us to do this. I'm not saying we should all just curl up in a ball and refuse to do things like get food or try to contribute to society. I'm just saying we need to acknowledge how we're really doing when we have the time to do that. And we need to acknowledge in places where 
we might be hurting or suffering from overload, overwhelm, that there are things that we can do to help because this world is not going to get any less crazy. It's probably going to get more crazy. Cue the aliens, I think, soon. <laughs> we'll just be like, oh, cool, aliens. Maybe I'll just wear that mask I have in case they have germs. We're just getting so used to this insanity. It's like we don't even notice it. We're just like frogs in water that's getting boiled until it's so hot we die. <laughs> but we didn't notice it was coming because we were just getting used to it every day, getting hotter and hotter, like literally and figuratively. So yay you, yay all of us who are still just getting on, getting by, keeping the trains running, doing all the things so that we don't collapse into an even worse catastrophe of our society, just giving up. But we still do need to take care of ourselves. And from a mindfulness perspective, one of the most important things we can do is just the noticing. It's not like it's a problem if things aren't okay. So from my mindfulness perspective, you're okay when things are not okay. You can say even, I don't feel okay, but I'm still okay. But if we don't give ourselves a chance to check in and really connect with the part of us that is okay no matter what, that part of us that is what's keeping you going, then the voices of things are not okay, I'm not okay, the world is not okay, might just be a constant song in the back of your head that's straining your body, that's hurting your heart, and maybe going to lead to some sort of breakdown because you haven't given yourself the chance to deal with where you're not feeling okay. So resiliency is one thing, but that's not the same thing as detachment or numbness or ignorance. You do. So as the world is offering us many challenges, so much information, constant news, constant tragedy, constant availability to have your heartstrings pulled, your mind worry, what do you do? Inquiry here. In areas where you are getting full, overwhelmed, constant stimulation, constant information, Maybe it's in your own life even of things you just got to keep doing, like constant emails, constant text messages. And then the world around you, the media, constant information. It's just so much. Is it too much? What do you do when this is becoming too much? Do you lash out? You shut down completely? You just go numb, like head in the sand. Reject it. It's not happening. Ignore it. When it's too much, what's your sign? So even if you're not giving yourself the chance to acknowledge that things are too much, how do you know? We need to know our patterns. So yesterday I was trying to do yoga and um, – I should have just turned my phone off, but I didn't because it was kind of during the work day and I was trying to multitask, which is not, you know, the goal during yoga. <laughs> but anyway, I was on my mat and my phone kept going off with text messages. And I was getting so annoyed 
after a few, I eventually just threw my phone across the room. <laughs> Not really the state of mind that I try to achieve during my yoga practice. And I was like, wow, I am obviously at capacity here if just stupid little text messages that I don't even need to respond to right now, but I'm doing for some reason, are putting me over the edge. And I realized I needed to turn my phone off and take a true break because I was feeling overwhelmed and I didn't even know it until I saw this behavior coming up. So what's your sign? Do you get short with your family? Do you not want to interact with people? You don't need to judge these patterns, but just you say, oh, I see. Okay, I see what's happening here. I am overwhelmed. I have had too much, and I've just been going along and along and along. I didn't realize it because I was just surviving. But let's take a break and check in. So that's one of the most important things we can do with ourselves. Keep checking in especially as things are just so much. Keep checking in. For real, ask yourself, how am I doing? And the goal is not to just dig up bad responses. I'm doing terrible. No, you can see where, yeah, you're still thriving. You are still a friggin' rock star, even though we're in like sci-fi pre-apocalyptic times. Maybe you are sharper than ever and going to do something about it. Great. Check in. Feel that strength. Feel that commitment to positive change. But then maybe your heart is hurting because you've had a loss. You know, we just got to keep checking in because it keeps changing. Our needs keep changing. Our filters that we're processing through the world keep changing. So we just keep noticing. We just keep noticing. And maybe in the noticing, we have a chance to really feel what's needed for us so that we can keep going in a way that is actually sustainable, healthy, and purposeful, not just putting our head in the sand so we don't have to acknowledge what's going on within us or around us. So a quote by K.T. Jong, it is only when we silent the blaring sounds of our daily existence that we can finally hear the whispers of truth that life reveals to us as it stands knocking on the doorsteps of our hearts. So everything, the truth, everything you need to know, all that will help you, it is in your hearts. It's there knocking for you to open the door and listen. Everything you're wondering, everything that could help you, it is within you. But we're so distracted. We are so overwhelmed. We are so confused. We are so deadened, like the noise itself around us is just blocking any of that inner wisdom unless we take the specific time in meditation or in mindful practice to silence the outside distractions, the existence that is getting louder and louder around us and realize the truth of life that is within you, not outside you. And then we'll realize where we are or are not overloaded. And we know how to proceed in a way that not only serves ourselves, but then can serve this world that is getting absolutely out of control. I want to be part of positive change. I want to be part of 
keeping the earth healthy. I want to be part of people feeling better about themselves from within. But I can't do that if I'm overwhelmed. You can't do what you want to do to participate in helping everything that's overloading you. How can you help it? How can you be part of the goodness if you're numb, detached, and overloaded and overwhelmed? So we have to use mindfulness. We have to use our tools so that we can be a force of good. But that takes conscious awareness. And that is mindfulness. So Jan Chosen Bayes says, Mindfulness is deliberately paying full attention to what is happening around you in your body, heart, and mind. Mindfulness is awareness without criticism or judgment. This sounds so simple. Just pay attention to what's happening in your body, your heart, your mind. Just pay attention to that. But honestly, how much are you doing that? Honestly, how connected to you, to your heart, to your body, to your mind, not the thoughts, to your mind? How connected are you within when you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off, just trying to keep up with all the stimulation, the demands, information of the day? Many of you I know could just sit at your computer and answer emails all day and they just keep coming. That is not calming to the nervous system or purposeful or productive. But we don't. We don't check in. The tendency is just not to check in. Some of us just don't want to know. Like, I don't want to know what's going on inside me. You might think that if you connect within It'll be more overwhelmed. It's going to be too much to actually know how you feel. And there might be some truth to that if you don't know how to manage it. So that's where mindfulness comes in, knowing how to feel what is serving you, but not letting yourself get washed away with it. Many of us just forget. We don't have time. So we might just get through the day where we've been numbing ourselves with to-dos and activities. And then our relaxation time comes. And yeah, we have the time, I guess, but we're so exhausted, we just numb ourselves further, maybe with wine or Netflix. We might not even know it's an option to check in, that our well-being even matters <laughs> or is something that we can enhance. Maybe we feel powerless because the world keeps coming at us, so we just feel like that punching bag. You know, like the, um, the blow-up clown things that are so creepy when you punch them they get knocked down, but they just get back up. So we're kind of like those creepy clowns. We keep getting punched in the face, but we just keep getting back up. But maybe we need to check in to center so we don't get knocked down so hard. So as I mentioned with that quote before, we need to check in with heart, body, and mind on the regular. And really acknowledge where we might be overwhelmed, understandably. I mean, this is a lot. We need to know how we're doing. So the first place we check in is the mind. And the mind is usually where most of us can feel the overwhelm very apparently. That mind is spinning. I got to do this. I got to do this. You might forget things. You might have a mind that's obsessing on things distracted, like our minds cannot handle beyond a certain capacity. 
there's something called cognitive load. And when our cognitive load, the amount of information, is exceeding our capacity, then we're just short-circuited. We're full. We can't take any more in. We can't have any processing space for what we already have taken in. It's too much. We have a limited processing system. So we might get irritable because we have some room. We might, again, get stuck on something that's really not that important. Sometimes when I'm stuck on something, I kind of just take a step back and laugh. Like, does this even matter? And usually what the mind is hooked in does not. And because we're not processing efficiently or at optimal capabilities, the mind, the mind tries. So it takes shortcuts. It relies on storytelling, past experiences, limited perspectives. It misses details. It doesn't have the capacity to have perspective or grow or learn. Just basing survival scripts from past shortcuts. That's all the mind can do when it's overwhelmed. So where is your opportunity to have insight there, true new insights, not available when you're overloaded? There's no room. Where's the wonder? Where's the creativity? These things don't happen when we're just burning the circuitry of our mind, trying to do everything, know everything, receive all the information. It's too much. The mind makes up stories when we're overwhelmed, judging ourselves, judging others. It needs space. It needs a break. But it doesn't know how to get that because we're not giving it to ourselves. So we tell stories that might maybe lead to a break about why that's so important or that's so terrible. We're making ourselves a little bit mad. The mind overwhelmed. It might just shut down. You might just not even be able to use it, like the computer that's frozen. Can't remember their name. Don't know what meeting is about to happen. Too much. So let's do a quick exercise here, a little inquiry. Do to close your eyes, take some deep breaths. Finding the center seat of observer. From this seat of observer anchored in the breath, check in with the mind. Asking the mind, how are you? Just feeling the flavor of the mind, the energy, your occupations, distractions, speed, content. Checking in, what's the state of mind today? can thank the mind for showing you. The mind might shift a little bit because it's been seen without judgment. You might even ask the mind, what is it 
you need. How can I help? Not fix it, but support mind. Help the burden of mind be lessened. Okay, good. So you may have noticed the mind has a certain flavor or energy today. It's likely got a lot on its to-do list. And maybe it's handling it quite well. That would be great. Noticing, if that's true for you, what circumstances have led to that. Did you get a good night's sleep? Did you take a break from the emails last night? If you're feeling really great in mind today, maybe introspect on what you've done, what the path was to feel really good, really, really capable today, not overwhelmed, peaceful mind. But if you're not, if you're feeling distracted, fried, just too much in the mind, here are some techniques we can practice. So the first is turn everything off that you don't need right now. So if you're on a Zoom call, close all the other tabs. Turn off your phone. If you're trying to work on a project, close all the other forces of stimulation. Our tendency is when that email or that text message comes in to get distracted, to want to manage it. So we have to treat ourselves like children. Take away the temptations. Turn off the distractions so you can focus on what you want. And getting to actually engage the mind in something it wants to be engaged in without distraction can feel really good. Give a sense of control. Give a sense of satisfaction, of completion. So in mindfulness, we talk about being the masters of our minds. Take back the reins. You know, they always talk about kids or dogs. Like they just don't want to be in control. But if they feel like no one else is giving them the structure or the discipline, they're going to go crazy. I see that with my dog. Like if someone comes to the door, he's just like, and like jumps all over the place, doesn't know what to do. I think he thinks he's supposed to do something. So if I put him behind the gate, when the person comes to the house, he's totally calm. He's like, cool. I don't need to be in control right now. My person has it. And your mind is the same way. The mind left on its own, it's just kind of floundering, trying to fix things, but it doesn't know how. Your consciousness, your present-minded awareness needs to be the master of the mind, of the thoughts. So you can plan, you can strategize, have goals of mind. How do you want to use this magnificent force of mind? Stay centered. And when you no longer have the strength, the discipline to hold mind, take a break. Just take some breaks. It can be five minutes where you go sit on your doorstep in the sun. It can be watching a YouTube video about cats. I don't know why they're always about cats, but they're very funny. <laughs> the other thing you can do is just take the moments to notice the stories and the judgments. I always, when I say to myself, I've got to get this done. This has to get done. I don't have time. I say to myself, is that true? Is that even helpful? And then I reframe and I'm like, I've got all the time in the world. I, I would like to get this done. I don't have to. It could wait till tomorrow or the next week. So the pressure the mind is putting on itself and you from the overwhelm, notice where you can step in like the referee and just be like, nope, foul play, not true. Give yourself a break. And then the most important thing you can do 
is truly change gears to give the mind a significant break. So the mind, it's so easy to get spinning. So you've got to go and just do a hard reset. Get curious about something totally different. I hope you have hobbies. If you do, they are your therapy. Puzzles, nature, reading. Like I read sci-fi. I love sci-fi. It gets my mind in a totally different place, although it's getting too scarily (laughs) close to the real world. But what is it that gets your mind engaged and open and wondering? Wonder is the word. Awe. Go sit beneath a tree. Go stare at the sky. Go play with your kid. Get the mind out of the doing mode into receiving awe learning mode. Go knit. Go run. Go do something that you've never done before. Wonder about something. So this is the mind. It gets overwhelmed. It gets overheated. We need to check in and give ourselves the breaks and take back control of the mind. And when the mind is overwhelmed, when the mind is getting too much, it sends signals to the body. The body takes on the stress of the mind. So this is our other important check-in, is checking in with the body. Think about the way the mind telling the body there's threats constantly is impacting you. The mind telling the body, no time, hurry up, go faster, got to do this. No, you don't have time to go to the bathroom. No, you don't have time to eat food. No, you don't have time to do anything the body needs. Stretch, walk. Mind is putting the body in a chronic stress response, creating challenges from the overwhelm, from listening too much to the stimulation outside. Our busy lives are running body too hard in most cases. And to sustain this, we meet the stimulation around us by adding stimulation to our bodies, too much sugar, too much caffeine bad habits, polluted environment. Our bodies are the victims of an overwhelmed world. They're overwhelmed. The toxicity within our bodies, what it's expected to release, can feel like too much. It is too much for the body sometimes. If you've been eating processed food, relying on sugar and caffeine to keep going, not moving, not sleeping, how is your body supposed to manage maintaining itself, healing itself, releasing the toxicity that we all get in a normal day? The nervous system becomes overloaded, chronic activation of the sympathetic nervous system, chronic elevations of cortisol, chronic Immune issues, chronic body dysfunction because the body is overwhelmed because the mind is telling us there's too much. We've got to do this. We've got to do this. There's a threat here, a threat here, a threat here. The body is doing its best to keep up with all that messaging, but that's not how it's designed. It needs time to stop, to heal, to rest, to digest 
to strengthen the muscles that have been activated, to find release from tension. The body is not a car that keeps going. And then when you push it too hard, you just turn it in and buy a new one. So let's take a moment to check in. Have you checked in with your body lately and really listened? Close your eyes, take a few deep breaths. And with some genuine compassion and non-judgment, asking the body today, how are you? Listening. The body hurts or the body's healing or the body feels good and strong. Not fixing it. You're just holding space for body to say, here's, here's how we are. Good. So this is how we help the body, particularly during times of overwhelm. We need to listen. We need to allow the body what it needs. So when there was that really bad smoky wildfire day, I had planned that day to spend the whole day outside. Really wanted to go paddling most of the day. But I stayed inside because <laughs> I felt my body was not happy about inhaling so much smoke. And I didn't think it was going to be the best idea to do it outside for an extended period of time. So we have to listen. And then when we listen, we have to be wise about the body's demands. So knowing when to move, knowing when to rest. If you're someone who really burns off stress by acting, um, actively exercising, pushing yourself to get that energy out, you might need to be really aware of when it's time just to chill out, do the yin, do the restorative yoga, do the sitting on your couch. Maybe for you, that's contrary, but that's what your body really needs. Whereas other people during overwhelm might just shut down and not want to get up and not want to move. And you're going to have to say, get up and go for a walk. Because you can feel that's what your body needs. Even if your heart is overwhelmed and doesn't want to do anything. So you need to have this relationship with your body where you really know how to listen And then be a compassionate partner in the relationship and giving the body what it needs. Maybe it needs more food. Maybe it needs a different environment. Maybe there's something in your workspace or in your home space that is not helping body. Don't be too busy to deal with it. Get more plants. Get a new mattress. Clean. Eat, <laughs> sleep. Your worth is not dependent on how little you take care of yourself so you can produce and do more. Listen to your body. You have a good, loving, non-judgmental relationship with your body where you care how it's doing, especially during times like this. It's not a machine. 
It's your friend, but we treat it like the enemy. When it gets sick, we're mad. If it doesn't look a certain way, we're ashamed. No, body is so much more than that judgment. So listen to it. Listen to its wisdom. Move with its needs. Give that nervous system the chance to take a break from activation. That might be the single most important thing you can do for your physical and mental well-being. Stop the cascade of stress. Give the body the release of tension, activation, fight, flight. You simply have to. But you won't know that that's needed if you don't check in. Okay, so our final area of check-in is the heart. I mean, this, I think for me, is the part that is most shut down and numb during times like the past few years when there's so much to feel. I mean, we, we shouldn't have access to all the tragedies of an entire globe. It's too much to feel. There's so many ways in which we observe suffering and it's just not possible to exist in a world where we have to extend our sympathies, our sadness, our grief, our pain in all those directions. We're not meant to. It's too much. So we might shut down. We might go numb. We might also just get completely lost in the pain and the suffering of the world. This is where mindfulness is so important to help us manage our difficult emotions. So we learn how to feel. We don't become robots. But we have a centered capacity to hold our own space so we don't get lost in the feelings. Mindfulness will tell us when to turn away, whether it's from the news or someone who's just asking more from you than you can give, where to have boundaries so that we can safely feel. There's so much going on. We do need to be available to feel it, to hold it, and not turn away because then we're not going to be able to help it. But the whole world is not our heart's problem. We need to protect our heart in ways that allow us to engage the heart and feel the heart locally with our family, our friends, our communities, our purpose. Hold space available in the heart for joy, for love, for connection, all the things that make the heart stronger. If we shut down because we're just so overwhelmed by feeling the tough things, we're not going to feel the good things that remind us the world is not as bad as the news makes it. So can you find that little, that little bit of small love in every moment, even when the heart's getting attacked by truly, truly sad things? Let's check in with the heart. Just turning inward, breathing into the heart and asking the heart, how are you? In the silence, what is the heart 
need you to know. You put your hand on your heart, reassure the heart. Not trying to fix the heart, just feeling whatever the heart needs you to hear. Releasing the heart space now, but trying to maintain that connection. So how do we keep the heart protected and open at the same time? Boundaries and availability. Well, the first is being a good manager of what it receives. So turn off the news, the scary, sad news when you need to. Get the information that you feel is important and then stop. And then maybe find some information sources that are more positive. I actually sometimes like to listen to the local news because I feel like it's got more positive stories. It's got more feeling stories about like the kid who helped the lady who was like falling or something. I mean, it's just like there's good things happening that the heart can be very moved by. Find sources of information for that too. Um, but you, you're not capable of receiving all the tragedy of the world. None of us are. It's just, it's too much. So don't, don't receive it. And then in the capacity we feel of helping others, we want to make the world a better place. We want to offer our sympathies. We want to offer our energy. You need to take care of yourself first. So if your heart is burned out, if your heart has been pushed too much, stop giving it all away. I know there's a lot out there you want to offer your love to, but stop. If you're feeling this way of a hurt heart, you need to take care of yourself and practice self-love first. So whatever it is that your heart needs, maybe you need a good cry. Maybe you need a good movie. Maybe you need a walk in the woods. Maybe you just need to journal about what you're feeling. You need to recognize what you're feeling. And don't turn away from it. Don't justify or rationalize it. But tend to it and yourself. We don't turn away from the difficulty of heart. We also don't let it take us away. We feel it, we allow it, and we just hold space with compassion for it. Then we're not denying it or oppressing it. There's more space to feel the goodness. And we could do this intentionally, cultivating our attention to the good things that are there too. Even though the news is completely biased towards the negative, life is good. So bring out that gratitude journal. Set the intention, maybe even a timer, to notice the small moments. Every five minutes, notice something good. It can be like a butterfly. It can be the sun ray. It can be a sip of water. Train yourself to also notice the good so the heart gets that dose of medicine, not just the toxicity of the bad it's bombarded with. And then hold your space. Once your heart begins to open and feel safe and reach out and receive again, it needs to have boundaries, not walls, but boundaries. May treat your, treat your heart like it's a celebrity superstar. Not everybody gets access. It needs to have bodyguards. It needs to move through the world with someone looking out for them so they don't just get completely mobbed. 
Your heart is like the most important VIP. Give it a space it needs to feel, to love. And then when you choose to extend yourself, it's from a full well, and it's in ways and moments that can really feel good and continue to strengthen the heart. So I hope that was helpful. Now we're going to do a short meditation that we can use when life is just too much. So coming into whatever posture is helpful for you, maybe it's on the ground, maybe it's in a chair, closing the eyes if that's safe for you. Just returning to the breath within you, allowing the breath to be where you land. Everything outside of you that's been screaming at you, it's all there and that's fine. We can't change that and we don't need to. But let's stop listening. Let's stop engaging and let's turn into the breath instead. Simply allow yourself to come into the experience of inhaling and exhaling. Let yourself turn away from the noise and come home. As you connect to the breath, you might notice the mind has a certain flavor to it. It's been busy, it's been over, overstimulated. So as you rest in the breath, just allow the mind to feel the calming energy of the breath. Maybe sending signals from consciousness to the thoughts of it's okay, not right now. We're okay. As you continue to soften into the breath, the breaths will come deeper and longer. And this will signal to the brain that you can come out of the fight-flight mode. The thoughts, we get more room from them, come into center. Allowing the thinking mind to close the tabs, to take a break, to not be further fueled by your attention. Just breathe. The mind doesn't have to fix it. The mind doesn't have to figure it out. Know it all. Too much. Give the mind a break. As we're coming into breath, releasing ourselves from mental burden, allow the body to receive the same messaging. There's no problems. We are safe. Body can take a break. The body can reset and rest. Allow the face to relax. Allow the neck to lengthen and soften. 
Release the shoulders. Release the heart space. Back. Softening in the belly. The hips. The legs. Let go. Allowing body to find a space of release, of rest, and energy opening. Let the body be. Let the body be. Into the heart space, feeling how the heart They have been overwhelmed by all there is to feel about this world, our lives. Feel what needs to be felt. Allow the heart to do its feeling. Listen. Just hold space for what you're feeling, but also hold compassionate boundaries of knowing where the heart can have sympathy, connection, but not be extended beyond its capacity, giving it all away to others, even strangers in the news. Beneath all the overwhelming emotion, there's something deeper. You feel so deeply because there is love between us all, between all things that break the heart, that open the heart. It's because we do care. We do love. So when we're lost in the negative feelings, hopelessness, grief, despair, come back to the love that is beneath all of that. And that will refuel the heart. The sea of love that's beneath it all, we can find joy. In a world that's difficult, we can find gratitude for what's good for us, what's good in the world. Feel how the heart heals remembering that. Holding a protective boundary around the heart so it doesn't get pulled in too many directions, overwhelmed, drowned, but beats, paces itself, comes back home to restore as often as needed with self-love. Connecting with yourself, heart, body, and mind. Letting yourself just be for these moments. It doesn't matter what's out there. Within you is the truth, the real world, the place of wisdom and re-release and rest. Let yourself just be, heart, body, and mind, however you are today, holding space for yourself and whatever it is, find out your needs, your purpose, your path today. Let that be enough.
Closing with a quote by Eckhart Tolle, he says, in today's rush, we all think too much, seek too much, want too much, and forget about the joy of just being. Thank you for being together today in a crazy and chaotic world, maybe. Remembering that it's okay to be overwhelmed and you have the tools to reset and reground yourself so that you can come back and impact this world in the way that is needed. I'll see you next time. In the meantime, be ebtide well. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please support this podcast by clicking the like and subscribe buttons. And why not share it with someone else who might connect with it? I'll see you next time. In the meantime, be uptight well. <laughs>